0: This is the Great Shot Podcast brought to you by Cracked Rackets. Cracked Rackets is an organization that covers tennis, but not just the big four. We're talking details. We're talking futures tour. We're talking challenger tour. We're talking college tennis. And so we're really happy to be joining them. Uh, joining me on this show, my co-host and partner in crime. Uh, he's the best doubles player I've ever played with. And the only d- I know who can serve over 125, Max Rothman. Hey, great shot. Wow, I am taken aback
1: by that intro. Thank you for having
0: me, Alex. <laughs> taken aback? Well, you know the word banterous comes to mind. And I think that's what we're shooting oh, for on this we're podcast. For <laughs>
1: yeah, I think that's uh, that's what we got here. So Alex and I are uh, hoping to bring a little spice to the Cracked Rackets website. We uh, we definitely have some banterous <laughs> commentary on on the ATV tour. Uh, not only that, we're hoping to talk about the juniors, uh, college, everything tennis-related, and uh, we'll have some hot takes and what we like to call our changeover chats. Uh, so be be on the lookout for some new podcasts from us in in the coming weeks.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you know, usually we'll be fortunate enough to have a third on this podcast, uh, the best tennis player and someone who actually currently is playing college tennis at Dartmouth, uh, Max Fliegner. Uh, unfortunately max is not able to join us today as he has practice you know productive college students tend to be productive most of the time and so shout Unlike out to us. him <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. you know he's playing tennis we're down here talking about it i wonder who uh is doing a better job i guess. us yeah i mean yeah. we don't have a one-hander so there's always that well yeah our two-handers are better than his one-hand club baby. tennis and nanny champs baby boop, boop. <laughs> that being said we had an action-packed Labor cup and that's what we're going to be talking about this episode you ready Absolutely. Okay, so let's start with the form of Laver Cup. So for those of you that don't know, Laver Cup was a three-day event hosted this year in the Czech Republic. Um, we had two teams. It was Team Europe versus Team World. Uh, I think they figured there's just more tennis talent in Europe than everywhere else in the world, and uh, I don't blame them, and we'll get to those results later. Um but it was also, so again, two teams, uh, two team captains. I imagine they had a fantasy like snake draft, or I guess they didn't have to since they're pulling from different bases. Um, but the point is, the best of the best were competing. And uh, that's why this event was so fun. So, Max Rothman, what were your initial
1: reactions? Well, just a, a little more um, context on the format of, of this tournament. So, there's, there were uh, four matches played each day three singles and a doubles. Uh, both singles and doubles are best of three sets with ad scoring. Uh, something that Alex and I are both used to, and obviously the the collegiate players are used to as well. Um, no, it it was ad, not no ad. We're gonna cut that. No, we're not cutting. it. <laughs> we're definitely cutting that. <laughs> Just keep going, keep going. <laughs> we're cutting. So both the singles and the doubles are best of three sets with ad scoring. But in the event of split sets, there's a ten point tiebreaker. Um, something that we don't see on tour much, but is really exciting. It adds a little more pressure to the matches and um, something that is, is fun to see
0: Definitely a way to uh, have the tournament appeal to the juniors out
1: there who still play 10.3 setters Definitely And so uh, each player has to play at least one singles match during the two days And no player will play singles more than twice during the three days
0: You guys might think that's really impressive I just want you to know he's got his computer screen open And he's reading that off of the website But way to go Max Roth
1: What's the point of that?
0: <laughs> you feel good about yourself? Yeah dude, I'd have done that off the dome
1: Anyways, so there there's a couple matches each day, three singles and doubles, no ad scoring, 10 point tiebreaker. Um some of the the more exciting names on tour right now. Um and let me tell you, it was it was fun to watch uh really ugly courts. Yeah, all gray. All gray? Are I, they serious? Uh, I don't I'm know. really glad you brought that I don't up. Know why and that I happened. I
0: know uh you know this has nothing to do with the tennis, but can we debate this for 2 seconds? What's your ideal tennis colors for
1: a court? So I used to love the green and red. I thought that was the really? best. Really? Red? Yeah. I, um, what courts had red? It, you know, funny enough, the courts that I played on back home had... <laughs> had of course. It, of course, I know. <laughs> it was, I liked it. It was like, you know, red is, you know... In, not green. is not in, in a lot of different scenarios. Red is bad. It's like, you don't go in the red. It like, sounds really stay,
0: conducive for hooking.
1: <laughs> of something that i
0: never do yeah never but actually never. so sorry to cut you off please so you say red and green
1: um my- I, but it, as i've gotten more used to the green and blue i i really do like that that surface
0: so you say green and red i think that's kind of funny um my high school used to have All blue courts. Uh, Then the year after I graduated, they resurfaced the courts to where it's a blue interior with a yellowish gold exterior surrounding the courts. Of course, the yellow is juxtaposed with the white lines of the court. And on that first day, the coach explicitly said no more out calls because everyone was missing the calls, the ball with the white and the yellow. You just couldn't see anything. So I'm a fan of the dark colors. I think if it's a dark red, that could be pretty nice. But for me, Give me the standard dark blue uh, just all the way around. I love it.
1: Yeah, I hear you. And uh, something else that I, you know, like Alex said, I'm on the website. I'm, I'm looking at it, but uh, kind of interesting, both uh, Borg and McEnroe will actually be the team captains for the next three years. So you can be looking forward to them that's making a great, some, some new selections uh, in the coming years.
0: That's a great transition because what did you think? If you were a player in this, who do you want to play for? I- excluding the team names, who
1: do you want to play for? Borg or McEnroe? McEnroe, no doubt. Really, you so, know how fun he would be to play with? I mean, The dude's a, a maniac. So I read a great. comment that uh, Shapovalov was
0: hitting one-handers, or someone might have said this on Twitter, and McEnroe was like, give me the racket. Let me show you how to hit a one-hander. And if I'm playing a man, <laughs> like this I'd be like no McEnroe like back off dude I'm way better than you were because like you the oh, techno- you used on. a
1: wooden plank Chapo- he's <laughs> 18 years old you know sick that was he's would like be?
0: 16 or 17 whatever
1: <laughs> you know how cool it would be to have McEnroe be like let me show you how to hit like- it back I'd be like hey you know what you're an all-time great Please. The
0: difference is, if it's seven six six five and someone's trying to say, uh, yo, yeah. your form on the backhand is wrong, I'd be like, dude, be, that's what I'd you're saying to me angry. right now. <laughs> i are angry, yeah, you're you right. Know, I don't think Borg said a word the whole time. Nadal and Fed were coming off the bench and coaching oh, all were, of them. They were the coaches. Yeah, so then, for, on that note, let's get into the teams. Um, on Team Europe, for Coach Borg, we had Alex Zverev, uh, Dominic Thiem, Marin Cilic, Tomas Burdich. Rafa Nadal, and, of course, the greatest, Roger Federer. Um, for Team World, you want to read that one?
1: Yeah, we got Coach Johnny Mac as, <laughs> as our coach. We got Sock, Kyrgios, Isner, Query, and then the two young guys, Shapovalov and Tiafo.
0: So then I'm going to put you on there. You're a bench player. You know, they say each of you guys can have one hype man. And, in, in an essence, be what Kokonakis was to Team World because I don't think he played. Who would you want to be the hype man for, Europe or the world?
1: You said you want to ride with Mac, but look at those teams. I know. And when I... First of all, when I first saw these teams, <laughs> I was laughing to myself because <laughs> it is so lopsided. Oh, it's ridiculous. like What is the world... I mean, okay, you throw Del Potro
0: into the team world. It's a little bit better, but where else were they pulling from? Who did they miss? Uh, I don't know. Anderson? Even... Like, we're going to give that hot take to Anderson because he made
1: one final? I mean... I feel like you gotta give Nishikori's injured, so he can't play. Right? I, I mean, I feel like you at least gotta get um, oh, Stevie. Here's in Here's my over oh, like, wow. no!
0: I love the aspect of the um, young guns. My question to you is: Given Brexit, does Murray play for the world <laughs> or for Europe?
1: <laughs> That's funny. I, I don't want to see him on either team. But, <laughs> Nobody really wants oh, to see him Oh, Judy
0: Murray is a necessary character in oh, an event like this. Yeah, I'll
1: see her coaching. <laughs> get her on
0: the bench instead of Patrick McEnroe. <laughs> okay, enough talk. Let's get to the tennis. Um, I agree with you. Lob- you would think it was lobsided, but let's get right to day one. On day one, uh, we played a total of 10 sets. Um, of those sets, only one of them was not in a tiebreaker. Um, I want to go to you, Max. Which match do you want to talk about from day one?
1: You know, I, I want to take a look at the Zverev-Shapovalov.
0: Oh, great choice. Um, but I want to ask you, more enjoyable match and higher upside. So of those, so I guess let me, let me clarify. Which matchup stylistically was more enjoyable to watch and of the three players, who has the highest upsides? Which are we most likely to see again? Shapovalov Zverev or Zverev
1: Choric or even Chorch Shapovalov? I think like I said, I think the Zverev Shapovalov was the more exciting match to watch, higher quality. Um just two young guys, and, and we were talking about this earlier. It I feel like we're watching two juniors playing each other at a world class level. It's impressive. I mean, they're... Except for the hooking. You know, the juniors would be hooking left. Right, and right. right. They, they, unfortunately, <laughs> that's not an aspect, which would be fun. I think that'd be cool to well, get I rid mean, of line judges and
0: uh, see what happens. On Cracked Rackets, they uh, just had a way for uh, a an, an wonderful article that you all should go read discussing uh, ways to get a mental advantage over your opponents. I think uh, if this was played and they were calling their own lines, would not shock me for a second to see Shapovalov calling everything out.
1: Oh, come on. He seems like a goody Dude, two-shoes. Of the two
0: of them, who's the hook? Because one of them's a hook. Just play the odds. Two juniors, one of them hooks.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think Zverev low key would just be the guy to just like call the middle oh, of the court out. Oh, he's been hooking
0: Mishka since he was six.
1: Oh, no doubt. <laughs> he's got to
0: get the upper hand. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, but no, but- I agree with you completely. Uh, stylistically, wonderful matchup. You have the big baseliner in Zverev uh, versus Shapovalov, who you know may not have the best volleys right now, but is looking for any opportunity to move in. And look,
1: it's two tiebreaker sets. Is there anything more we can ask no, and, and I think it's kind of cool for... for I'm going to go ahead and pronounce it Shapovalov. I think I think that's the way that... that D-Shap. The, Ringdinger. D-Shap. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Can we call him Ringdinger? No. That's terrible. <laughs> that sounds just... Dude, that
0: line judge is still out. I think... That, yeah, he's taking... Dis- <laughs> he's thrilled him. It's disability benefits from the ATP.
1: <laughs> um, but I think it's cool for, for Shapovalov... D-Shap, excuse me, uh, to be out there right now and to be chosen for this team. I mean... You know, a couple months ago, he really wasn't that big a name. And I know you're going to argue with me on that and say if any true, you know, real tennis fan out there has, has seen him, you know, on tour for a while. But really, you know, if you look at his results from the past couple of months, it's what's made him a big name on tour. And, uh, you know, he, he's got to feel honored to have been chosen for that team to be out there.
0: So if you were McEnroe or Borg... Do you like the pick of Shep of Olive or Tiafo, or would you have gone with maybe Fritz instead of Tiafo? I'm just saying, if you're picking two young guns as McEnroe, what are the two young guns you're taking?
1: I really do like the, the d uh choice, you know, just with the, the international appeal at the moment and, and the way he's been playing for sure. Um, you know, I, as much as I love Fritz, I, I think Tiafo might have been the right move. He's, he's athletic, he's fun, he's got energy. Um, I, I think, you know, he was the right choice for this team. Yeah,
0: so I agree. Um, I think that was the most enjoyable match of day one. Uh, we cannot go any further though without talking about the doubles on each of the days because that was probably, to me at least as a doubles player, the best part of this tournament. Um, to get and to watch a Sock curios team, and I think they've played together before on tour, but to watch them play Nadal and Burdich. First of all, let me get it. I need to go on my riff here because as a lifelong doubles player, I have been serving and volleying since day one. And for well. Burdich to not serve in volley, to be playing two back, to be looking to dictate from the baseline, is this not doubles?
1: Burdich, I'm telling you right now, you are a <laughs>
0: <laughs> That being said, a Burdich forehand coming at me and I'm the I'm running. I'm sprinting. Oh, I know you are. Dude, imagine my second serve and Burdich teeing <laughs> off at you. That's you know, I, I wanna
1: believe that I'll I would stick it out and, and put my rack in front of me. You think you're red now. Just imagine that. Oh <laughs> gosh.
0: <laughs> That's really funny. Um yeah, so Burdich, I uh I don't know what he's doing in terms of playing stylistically, but Nadal, he had a set of hands, didn't he? That he
1: did. I, he got a couple balls drilled in him. I mean, he did also get absolutely Pegged. destroyed. I got him on. Yeah, but uh yeah, I was surprised. He looked pretty good out there. Quick
0: uh quick tangent any player on tour has a forehand and you're at the net and it's doubles who are you most afraid of my baby second serve and they get just a floater
1: del potro no <laughs> I knew, question dude, that's dude, terrifying i'm going to disagree with you because no one no, else it's 100 miles an I hour because socks
0: has so much spin on it that thing's stinging okay oh, sorry sorry for swearing that thing is stinging yeah
1: i don't i don't care about the spin if If a ball is coming at me at 100 miles an hour, that is hurting more than a ball with a little extra spin. I'm sorry. what I'm really
0: not afraid of, though, is Fed. I'd be like, I know when you're coming at me. I know it. I know from your body formation. Everything he does is just too perfect. It's just
1: too smooth and
0: pretty. I'd be like, oh. Sock would prefer to hit you than win the point. For sure. That's why
1: I'm most afraid. I'd be like, heck no. Uh, I'd also be pretty scared of Nadal. His his swing just looks terrifying. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, that's true. And in this match, the margins were really thin. Um, only one break of serve that came in the first set. Uh, that might not be true. They might have broken at some point. But it ended up Sok Kyrgios, the one team world win of the day, beating Nadal and Burdich 6-3, 6-7, 10-7. Um, I also don't know if we mentioned this earlier, but Zverev actually beat Shepovalov 7-6, 7-6. Uh, Unfortunately. We're
1: still working on our form. So there's some definitely... Interesting tennis, day one. I would say
0: day one was the
1: exact way we wanted to start the oh, event. Oh, yeah. And, you know, kind of what I expected, three singles losses for for Team World and, <laughs> and the doubles true. win for Team World.
0: That's true. Um, and I think we'll see throughout that Team World was a little bit better at doubles than singles. Um, I think that's something that prevailed throughout the entire experience. Um, but we'll get back for day two. I want to take a quick break and bring you an ad from our favorite fake sponsor. So we'll be back. We want to let you know that this show is fake-sponsored by Tennis Warehouse. Tennis Warehouse. Max, I want you to close your eyes for a moment. Now, imagine your tennis utopia. (laughs) In this utopia, racket selections are endless, shoe choices are aplenty. Nike and Adidas. Oh, we talking Nike and Adidas. We talking head. We talking prints. Anything you could want. All on one website. You're kidding me. Is this real life? And guess what? None of it's free. Free? No, none of it's free. No. Welcome back to... Hey, great shot. And we'll get right into it with day two. Um, I let you pick the day one result we want to talk about most. I'm going to go with my favorite day two result just so I get to steal the Fed-Nadal doubles match. They, uh, of course, got to play together, beat two Americans, Query and Sock, 6-4, 1-6, 10-5. I think the question on everyone's mind, Rothman, did they tank the second?
1: Yeah. No, they didn't. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) I'm messing. You think two guys Fed-Nadal would tank? tank a set? Absolutely. No, no way. Oh, dude, for the I right don't... price? No, get dude, for out that of Labor here. Cup appearance fee, I'd be like, you want three sets? Three? Sure. <laughs> okay, it's a 10-point tiebreaker. There's no way they tanked a set 6-1 just for that.
0: Well, I mean, I bet they got broken and they were just like, whatever. Nah, we're taking the next one. <laughs> Screw it. I don't know about that, but anyways. So, what did you think? Who wins one set right now? Fed Nadal, Brian Brian.
1: Oh, man. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think you gotta go, Brian Brothers. Yeah, there's there's just so much chemistry. It's like me and you out there. (laughs) I think, except for we look more alike. (laughs) (laughs) Downfall. but yeah, I think gotta yeah, give it to the Bryan brothers. As amazing as those two are, uh, there's just too much chemistry I mean, it's them. a
0: testament to how awesome this event is, that oh, we get to yeah. see Fed and Nadal play together. I uh,
1: think every tennis fan ever has hoped to see those two play doubles together. No and, and joke, got it.
0: they got a question after in the press conference. They said, so once you guys are done with your singles career, are you uh, going to pursue as a doubles duo? And they both were like, no, we are singles players. That's ridiculous, <laughs> and it's just like I don't know what accent that was. I but, don't point, <laughs> but yeah, I, it was a, it was a pleasure to watch. I think someone asked if Nadal could reclassify as a Swiss, and so they play together <laughs> at the Olympics. That would be awesome That's to see some hard hitting questions. Oh yeah, but
1: uh, yeah, I was I was surprised at how they played together. They they were pretty seamless out there. So watching Fed and Nadal was that your favorite match of the tournament?
0: A lot of, it got
1: a lot of love on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, it is so sweet to see those. I mean, they're She's also the one and they're one and two in the world right now, which, True, which is, a is throwback nuts. to you know ten years ago. So yeah, it was awesome. I think that was probably the coolest match I've seen in a while. Given that
0: Query and Sock took a set off of them,
1: should they be the new Davis Cup
0: doubles team? I mean. I take, I take Sock and Stevie. I think this is where Stevie comes through. Four yeah. years of USC doubles, this is the difference.
1: I, I think Stevie's got better volleys than Query. I mean, it, looking at uh, Sock out there, he was taking control of the net. I mean, that, clearly he was a stronger doubles player. And I
0: thought he was the best
1: doubles player the whole weekend. Yeah, I, I would agree with that I mean, for sure. I mean, commanding force. We talked
0: about how heavy his forehand is. He was not afraid to go after these singles yep. players. Um, just a quick reference. Just, you know, when we say Stevie, we, of course, mean Steve Johnson. Uh, Max
1: Rothman thinks he knows him because he's also from California. I so, mean, everyone in Southern California knows every other right, Southern it's California. It's a pretty small place. Yeah, <laughs> only, you know, a couple 30 million people or something. But,
0: yeah, no, I mean— Look, I think in that first set, it was Sock who got broken. I think that's a classic instance, and this is why I always get broken with you. Um, When the net player doesn't know what they're doing at the net, it becomes a lot harder for the (laughs) server to serve. (laughs) Way to just shit on yourself (laughs) there. That was great. What do you mean? I'm saying the reason I get broken is because you never poach.
1: That's not true. If you poached more, we wouldn't be getting broken on my serve. I poached plenty on yours. Okay. I definitely poach plenty. I also don't have the opportunity to poach as much because you can't put a damn first serve in. <laughs> Three double faults to end the natty
0: title. Yeah, that's great. What can I say? Um, <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, um, I thought Sock, Query were okay. I think Query looked a little uncomfortable out there, and that was yeah. the difference in the breaker.
1: I Agreed. He's just not as natural on, on the doubles court as, as Sock is. So yeah, I, I mean, I mean, again... What an unbelievable match to witness. Lucky for query and Sock to be a part of that. Yeah, I mean, really
0: cool. And you saw the team world on the side., uh, they had little lounges for all the players, and Team world looked like they were having a ton of fun,
1: and that's something that's really reminiscent of our of our club tennis. Uh, style is just how you know you change overs, You go over to your team. Everyone's talking, yeah. cheering. It's it's rowdy out there. It's uh it's really cool to get to see that side of the professional world. Look, team tennis is more enjoyable than individual tennis. Absolutely. I don't think
0: anyone. I mean, we're doubles players, so we're a little biased. But I don't think anyone can deny that. Just to have those people at your back, um, and then just so people know, uh, it's not to the same extent. But if you're itching for Labor Cup action all year round, watch the World Team Tennis, the uh, WTT. Watch them go around. There are a lot of fun matches. Uh, those are a little harder to watch but it's the same atmosphere and this is my this is my chance to make a big pitch more team tennis and tennis let's have the detroit lions the new england patriots all equivalents (laughs) in tennis and we can just start drafting them all
1: i think you could almost do like a grand slam you know event with team tennis look when cte takes all the football players away and the lions organization
0: (laughs) needs a new team let's do team tennis yeah, I hear you. I'm, I'm all for it. Let's start a revolution. <laughs> yeah, for so that's all we're going to talk about for day two. Um, day three, I thought, was just a more enjoyable time tennis-wise. I thought there were just some excellent matches. I know you hate talking about the big guys, but since he's the center on your basketball team, we got to start with Isner beating Nadal 7-5, uh, 7-6. Fun fact for the listeners, that's Isner's first
1: career win over Nadal. I was about to mention that. I mean, I, I don't know how many times they've matched up, but... That's got to feel good. Yeah, that's
0: impressive. Bro. I
1: mean, to take down a doll who's playing, you know, just one US Open, like yeah. that's got to be, that's got to feel good for and him. And I'll say
0: this, Isner, though he lost his day one match to team, played incredible. I watched that match start to finish. Sorry if my employer hears this, I apologize. <laughs> uh, and it was just unbelievable tennis. I mean, team was playing extraordinarily well, but you had to ha- you you know, you had Fed and Nadal coming up to him on the bench saying, "Look, Dominic, like just be patient because John does this. John is going to hit his spots and take advantage of this." And that's what Isner did all weekend. He hit his spots with his serve. He knew when to be aggressive.
1: He also moved tremendously well. That's what I was going to say. I haven't seen Isner move that well in a while. And uh, you know, maybe it's the fact that he's got his team behind his back saying, get your feet moving or we're going to whoop you later. Maybe like, Labor Cup has no doping rules. <laughs> just all on HGH. Yeah, but uh that, that's got to feel good for Isner. It? And it's not like Nadal was playing poorly no, either. You it was,
0: said it already.
1: He's the defending U.S. Open yeah. champ on hard court. Yeah, I agree. I, that was a, a really fun match to watch. But the match that we got to end on. Have one to of, end on it. Oh, absolutely. One of the most... You know, high-quality matches I've seen in a while. Probably more high-quality than any U.S. Open match that I got to see. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Better than Team Delpo? Better than Team Delpo. Okay. I know it was two sets, but this was some high-quality tennis. was the Fed Curious. I mean— I'm going to c- just correct you real quick. It was three sets. 11-9 in Okay, the third. I'm not counting the third <laughs> set. It's a 10-point tiebreaker. It's not the same. But, hey, great shot. Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. <laughs> But yeah, that that Fed Kyrgios match, that was some high quality tennis. Kyrgios was out there ripping forehands. Fed was moving great. I mean, if you go and look at the highlights, they probably had seven or eight rallies that were over twenty five balls. I mean, that's awesome. Like that's just the tennis you want to see. And to be the final match is or one of the final matches is just great for the fans. Well
0: I think this is part of the reason Kyrgios to watch him is so frustrating um, because look Kyrgios lost first round of the US Open after making the final in Cincinnati it's, and then he does this he's playing at the highest level he's winning doubles matches with Sock and looking like he's having so much fun out there and it's a testament you know this is something we said uh, in the summer that this me- the mental strength of these young guys is really what's the difference between uh, all of them that you know if you're able to stay out there stay focused stay Compose. And I, I think this is, again, what's so frustrating with Kyrgios is we've seen the talent. We've seen what he's capable of. You've mentioned this before. His serve is a thing of beauty. Um, it's just a matter of when he's going to get it together mentally. And I mean, look, just a little inside baseball for you Cracked Racket fans um, – or are we cracked racket fans or great shot podcast fans? Both, same fans. I like it. I like it. Uh, but before this episode, Max Rothman said, "Hey, I think Kirios is going to be the best of the young guys." Um,
1: do you want to defend that? Maybe rescind it? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend it. And and look, I was as Alex was saying before this, and when I was watching this match. I was like, here is the tennis that I've been looking for from Kyrgios that exemplifies why I think he could be the best in the world. He has it. He knows he has it. That's why he's arrogant out there. He knows (laughs) that he can be the best player in the world, and he could have played basketball. He has the athleticism. He could have gone out there from the beginning and had a different mentality, tried not to be a jerk on court. He could have not blown matches and tanked matches in the last couple tournaments that he's played. But he has because he knows how good he is. And when he can get past the point of his arrogance and just say, you know what, I'm ready to buckle down, practice hard, and take this a little more seriously, he will be number one in the world.
0: Well, I think that's part of the reason it's so frustrating as well as. Is- you know, Kyrgios has this wonderful forehand. I mean, the his ability on the run to come up with some miraculous forehands, whether it's a down-the-line pass, the short-angle cross-court pass, or in general, if you leave him a short ball, even on the backhand, the way he guides the backhand down the line, it's so impressive. And yet, you can tell sometimes during matches,
1: he gets bored. He wants to go for the tweener. He wants to go for the behind-the-back. He hits drop shots. He comes in and hits cheeky volleys. And you're right. That's where the mental toughness is is needed, and you know what? We hopefully can see him start, you know, toning back on those cheeky shots and some of the the sneaky plays that he likes to throw in there.
0: Well, I'm really happy you
1: used the word cheeky, and then I'm really happy it rhymes with the word sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know. The other side to this, and a lot of people would say, is that that's part of what makes it so fun to watch Kyrgios, is that he comes in, he whips forehands, he hits oh, crazy drop shots. I don't
0: know about that. I would disagree. Who's more fun for you to watch, Kyrios or team? Because I would say they have
1: the same sort of explosivity on their shots. You know, it, it's a it's a different fun. It's the same way that I would rather watch— or not rather watch, I, I almost like watching Bonfi and Sanga the same way. I think they have similar games— And Monfi will hit crazy weird drop shots and hit slap forehands. Whereas I think Sanga will... A little more discipline. A little
0: more discipline. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, I can see that point. Um... For me personally, I do like the, I, the word I'm going to go with is discipline of Dominic team. I just love how, even though he's going for, sh, you know, real, really slugging the ball, really taking huge cuts, um, it just there seems to be a purpose in each of his shots. It seems to be a little less reckless. And so that's frustrating about Kyrgios. But as for the match itself, way to go fed. Way to pull that one out. You lose the first set 6-4. You know that if you lose this match, it's going to a sudden death one set doubles tiebreaker where you're facing Isner. And a query, which, you know, I think as a fan, I would have loved to see Kyrgios win. That would have been something. But way to go, Fed. I mean, we can't leave this without saying how well he played.
1: Yeah, agreed. It was it was fun to watch. And like I said, some of the highest quality tennis that I've seen in a while. So again, a great match from
0: Fed and Kyrgios. Um, a great way to end what was Maybe my favorite. You know what? I'm gonna say it. It was my favorite event of the year. Given that it was the Fed Nadal slams. You know, I've seen those my entire life. That was boring. But this match, this event, the you know how unique it was. The ability to
1: draw the best talent in the world. Best event of on tour. Absolutely, and and I couldn't agree. We were talking with uh, your your former coach a little bit earlier, and he said this might be one of the greatest events ever made in tennis history and i i would agree it really is it's so exciting to see this come together the way it did yeah and you know here's
0: to hoping that cracked rackets takes off and we get some press passes to next year in chicago
1: hint hint we need those press passes hint hint atp get on
0: it please (laughs) okay we're gonna take one more break before we get into the changeover chat but we'll be right back with you and now
1: another fake advertisement from our new sponsor gatorade gatorade is it in you gatorade it is not in me but have you tried the new flavor blue chip like a blue chip recruit on tennis recruiting let me tell you you drink this and it'll take you to a blue chip are you telling me presley thenaman drinks gatorade yes he does and let me tell you so does federer if you want to be like federer if you want to be like the top juniors you drink this gatorade blue chip drink it now drink it welcome back to hey great shot (laughs) Ha! So
0: that's what that sounds
1: like. (laughs) Weird coming from the other end, huh? Anyway, so so we're back. uh, and We're on our last section that we like to call the changeover chat. Uh, So basically this section is something that we like to do um, at the end of every episode and it will encompass a couple contentious questions some funny <laughs> um, and funny scenarios. And it brings us back to the times where we're on court between practice, between matches, uh, and we you know talk about some of the, the things that are going on in our heads and some, some funny scenarios that, that come up when we're, we're on the court for an hour only with our own minds. Yeah, so. and
0: look, when we're on a changeover as doubles partners – you're gonna lose your head out there if you don't have some fun, and so these are the type of questions we would discuss, you know, while we were whooping that ass. And uh, you know it. With that being said, let's get right into it. I'm gonna start with my rapid fire question, and then we'll just alternate. All right, sounds good. Go for it. Favorite forehand on tour. Fed. You're, yeah, thank God. I was gonna say you're crazy if you don't yeah, say fed. fed. All right. That's that's all I got for that one. We'll just keep going.
1: Oh. <laughs> favorite serve on tour.
0: Oh, see I was banging I was hoping to have that one for you. Um my favorite serve on tour has got to be Oh, this is tough. Jack Sock because it remind if I was at the wow. net with Jack Sock serve, I would feel just the same as if I was at the net with your serve.
1: I love it. <laughs> you know, I'm going to answer my own question Please really do. quick cuz you're going to be shocked at my answer. If you say a tall guy, I will be shocked. I think it's curious.
0: Oh, he's that tall. He's six four. It's,
1: that's pretty he's tall. He's hunched over like me. Yeah, but he's got a 6' serve". A you, you have no idea where he's serving. I don't really like what he does with his wrist, though. Yeah. It's like it's, aesthetically. It's weird, but I'm telling you, if there's one guy that I have no idea where he's serving when he throws that ball up, it's him. I, I honestly, I'm confused that's every fair. single time. That's
0: why aesthetically, people probably expected us to say fed. But Curious yeah. is a fun answer. I yeah. agree. All right. Next one. Favorite fashion style.
1: Oh. Who makes the statement out there that you enjoy? Um That's tough cuz they all wear the same damn thing as we've <laughs> said earlier. Nike and Adidas just don't yeah, mix it up why at my all. my answer's
0: obvious for this.
1: Fad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> God, he looks clean out <laughs> no, there. you got
0: to go with Sir Andy Murray. He's got the AM oh, on the sleeve, the
1: Under Armour. What about Djokovic screen? with his <laughs> changing weird brands? He goes from Uniqlo <laughs> to Lacoste yeah, to... Like he knows what he's I doing. Or know. how about Monfils and Stevie Johnson
0: who rock the... Uh, what's, the what's the brand they use? It's a uh, um, The O?
1: Yeah, uh, maybe
0: not the O. It's uh, Fila. No, I don't <laughs> know. Whatever. Speaking of knowing what you're doing, uh, this is called the Great Shot Podcast. So, who do you want to take a shot the most with?
1: Wow. Yeah. That's that w- that's awesome. Yeah, um, I, I think I'm gonna take a shot with Warinka. And oh, the- and <laughs> I love that answer. And, and the reason I say that is because he is so tightly wound as a person <laughs> that I feel like he would be. Absolutely Loose. insane. He'd when be he's a drunk. lot of fun. He'd be awesome. I bet he's got some like crazy, weird stories from when he was younger. He probably did some weird Coconutcus shit. Kokonakis banged
0: his girl. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Which gets to get me to who I want to take a shot him. with. I'm taking a shot with the cock himself, oh. Tenasi Kokonakis. <laughs> get me in there. I'll fly down to Australia. Let's do this
1: thing. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, whose parents would you want to meet? Oh, on tour? On tour.
0: Oh. Oh my god I don't probably chillitches cuz it's like what were you thinking
1: <laughs> See where you got those lugs
0: yeah. Oh, I agree. But all right, enough with the rapid fire. Our last question of today's show, we're going to do a really fun one. Um, So topics we've explored previously are, uh, you know, the big four and their ACT scores, who would win the 400-meter dash. Um, But with Laver Cup having just passed uh, with this idea of a mock draft of tennis players, I want to present a mock draft to you, Max Rothman. Give me your dream starting five in the NBA of ATP (laughs) tennis players. Oh, boy. And we can go back and forth. You know I'll jump in if I disagree.
1: Yeah, yeah, So, oh, okay.
0: Give me your guards. Well, first of all, what type of style are you guys playing? Are you pacing space? Are you pick and roll
1: centric? What are we thinking? Uh, I'm kind of thinking, I'm, I'm trying to like emulate maybe like the current t- Timberwolves. Oh, a like, lot of
0: wings, no shooting.
1: Yeah, also <laughs> just a couple big guys you got Wiggins <laughs> and Cat out there. Wiggins um, is like a two, but that's for the basketball yeah. podcast. We'll get back to it. But, um, okay, here. I'll, I'll give you my starting five. Not necessarily a dream team, because I don't think this is like a championship winning team, but I think it it's like the current Celtics. They're not going to win. <laughs> They're going to compete, but they won't win. So, I got to go with my boy, Duty Sella at PG. <laughs> he would be like Isaiah out there. Just throwing up threes he's a, a passing fiend he's got got little legs okay going crazy. so let me just say
0: then guarding him for team alex david ferrer talk about foot speed oh, that he's, would be fun david ferrer would be patrick beverly they're the same player wow. he is in your grill yeah he is all up in. like he that. is a defensive first point guard who you know he's out there shooting threes okay. give me david ferrer versus duty okay right, I, your, I like that
1: Who's your two guard my two guard. I'm taking Dimitrov. I see him. I want. It. I almost took Dimitrov. I was this close. He's he's a top pick. He's a great athlete. I, I see him though as like a D Wade. Like <laughs> he he's the kind what? of guy. No, I, I'm serious.
0: Because D Wade is to Gabrielle Union as Dimitrov is to Serena. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm telling you. I see Dimitrov. Okay, so hold <laughs> on. This this will make a little more sense. I have as my shooting, my small forward Monfi. Oh, uh, he
0: was the number one draft pick.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so he's LeBron out there. He got, <laughs> we got Dimitrov now back on the Heat <laughs> with, with Monfi <laughs> with little
0: Derrick Rose duty Sela. Yeah,
1: Rose, Isaiah duty Sela. I mean, <laughs> oh. literally, I got the Cavs out there, and you can't tell me. Dimitrov throwing up an alley oop to Monfi wouldn't be sexy. Oh, God. It would be amazing. <laughs> That's true. Who are your big guys? So, this is going to be interesting. I took power Powerford, I took Ranich. What? I see him just like backing guys down. <laughs> He's just- so slow exactly Dude, he is
0: okay you know how the power forward is now out of the game my equivalent is greg Monroe. yeah he is greg Monroe. you have him anchoring bench units but you're gonna put him in the starting five yeah
1: I, you know okay so originally i had curios i didn't <laughs> i didn't want to take
0: you didn't want to you didn't want someone ruining the team chemistry someone who might hold the ball a little bit too he, long
1: yeah he would do a lot of bad for for a good team that i right, got you can't going. put
0: him next to duty Sela and no, expect anything just morally that's, <laughs> that's not acceptable and who's your center who's your big guy
1: I had to take Isner oh, There's just not enough tall course, guys on of tour of
0: course I would say okay so that's perfect uh, I'll start with my big man Isner 2.0 the uh, better version yeah, by yeah, the Opelka yeah <laughs> he's just a little more mobile uh-huh. i've seen his jump shot on video uh it's actually it's, he's got a nice little and jumper seen
1: him play in person i get Dude. it you're
0: obsessed <laughs> all i'm saying is so i told you if you're running a david ferrer riley opelka pick and roll and riley's rolling hard to the hoop is isner staying with him i don't think <laughs> hell <so. laughs> yeah he's swatting him <laughs> that's fair my it's two guards. my two guards kind of boring i went with tommy paul Oh, I think in the same uh-huh. video I saw Okalka okay. play. I saw Tommy Paul play. He's yeah, just kind of my—he's my stopper. Yeah, look, who's getting by the defensive tandem of Ferrer Tommy Paul? That's a tenacious See, group. I think Dimitrov's got Tommy Paul. Uh, yeah, he's got the height. Yeah. That's—he's
1: uh, got the speed. You on You might him. have
0: that matchup, but where I have you is my three-four combo. Similar to the Morris brothers, I'm going with the Bryan oh brothers. Bob and God. Mike are my. I say Bob's the three, Mike's the four. <laughs> We're switching everything. We're having players confused. I want Bob Bryan poaching the whole time. Don't even come <laughs> down court.
1: Mike's gonna stay down there and carry for you. Yeah, you know, strictly on a chemistry basis. Beautiful. That is. Imagine a pick and roll, Heyron. I I don't think I have Monfie and Ranich working that well together. <laughs> Dude, that, they have nice Anthony spinning. <laughs> I have no idea what hit them.
0: (laughs) That's perfect. Well, uh, I think we're going to end there. I want to thank you, Max Rothman, for joining me, for making the drive from Ann Arbor to come to my house and record this. You're welcome. I want to thank Max Fleitner, who's got a heck of an editing job to do. Uh, <laughs> Maxie, it's a shame we couldn't have you here, but don't worry. We'll get you back on the podcast Wait, soon. I thought I'm Maxie. Uh, that's, sorry. We, uh, we actually will have a Twitter poll soon debating nicknames for the two Maxes, so please uh, check us out on Twitter and uh, look that up. Also, please, we'll ask you, go to CrackedRackets.com. We've got some great articles up there. Uh, one of mine about the best American male tennis players should be up next week. We've got a wonderful next-gen power rankings up there a bunch of great interviews from parson namadi and of course from dalton who runs the interview pod of the cracked rackets up so please go check that out but we want to really once again thank you for tuning in to our first episode uh, for max rothman for max fligner i'm alex gruskin and we say to you hey great shot and we'll see you next week thank you guys